Hello, buddies. It's time for another episode of your favorite show, BuddyCast. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen, and joining me today is a man with a very inspirational story. He's a family friend of ours, but he's got one powerful story that I want him to share on this show. My buddy, Scott Johnston. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great, Nick. I'm doing great. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thank you for joining us today. I can't wait for the world to hear your story. So speaking of which, uh, yeah, why don't you share that story with us? The reason why I invited you to the show today. Absolutely. We, um, my wife and I, um, back in October, put our house up for sale for sale by owner. And, uh, you know, we get a lot of calls from real estate agents, you know, wanting to look at the house, trying to give their spiel and trying to, uh, you know, get the list, which, you know, I I get it. That's business. We saw a couple of real estate agents, and then the last day, uh, or the the last one we saw that day, was a, a gentleman named of uh, a young man named of Mike, and a uh, real young young kid, probably 21, 22 years old, um, showed up at the house, um, and uh, uh, was you could tell that he was. Um, it may have been his first listing. He came to look at. He, he was brand new to the industry and uh, the real estate industry, and he. Looked at the house. He he sat down and talked to my wife and I, my wife Andrew and I, and uh, he kind of told us his story. He kind of told us his life story. He, you know, he was he was uh, he came to. Uh, he's a first generation um, American. His, his parents are, are from um, I, I don't remember where. Um, and he uh, he sat down, told us his story. He he was at Gannon, and uh, it just wasn't working out for him. He wanted to do something different and uh, decided to go into real estate. But what happened was when he went into real estate, he lost his housing at Gannon. And uh, he didn't have any, didn't have a lot of money. So he ended up living in his car uh, for a couple months in order to save money in order and to study for the test and pay the real estate fees. And he didn't have money for an apartment. And this all happened back in like January, February, March of, uh, of this year. He met us in October, and when he came and met us, he he came to our house in like jeans and sneakers and a golf shirt uh, from his real estate agent agency. And um, after he kind of told us his story, and he you know this the things he was telling us was really kind of touching, and and it really kind of showed the type of person he was. You know that nothing was going to get him down, and he was going to do whatever it took. Um, so I walked outside with him, and I just kind of asked him about. Hey, do you have a suit to wear when you when you are getting into real estate? Because we just start talking about how new he was, and and he just kind of looked at me and said, "Yeah, I, I just can't afford a suit." Um, and that was on Wednesday in uh, beginning of October. And I came back inside. And my wife and I kind of looked at each other, and he was on our mind all night. Um, and so the next day, I woke up. He was still on my mind, um, and I called him and I just said, "Hey, um, would you be willing um, to meet me at Men's Warehouse? And I'd love to be able to buy a suit." And he was kind of just kind of took him by surprise. And he was super appreciative and just kind of just said, absolutely. So I met him on the, the next day on Friday. So two days later and um, um, ended up buying him two suits. 
bought him a couple pairs of shirts, uh, got him some ties from my closet that were brand new ties that I just didn't wear anymore. And then I called my brother-in-law um, and asked if he had some shoes that might work. And he had two brand new pairs of shoes that were worn once from his children that uh, are growing like weeds that they wore one time and they were just sitting in their closet. So he gave me those. I gave him the, uh, um, uh, went to the, we went to men's warehouse. Um, when he was trying on the one suit, I kind of explained it to the men's warehouse guy, what I was doing. Cause he asked, is this your employee? Are you getting him a suit? And I said, no, I just met him. I'm just trying to, you know, to help this young man out, give him a break and, and, uh, you know, kind of have his back. And, uh, the guy was like kind of the, the, the manager of the men's warehouse was just kind of blown away too. And, and he kind of just opened everything up. He was awesome and started matching shirts with suits. And then I said, I wanted to get him another suit because you can't just have one, you got two in business. You got to be able to mix and match. And you have two suits and you have a couple of shirts. You can, you got five days worth of um, clothes to wear every week, mm -hmm. you know? So he, uh, once he found out that I was, once that Mike found out I was going to get him two suits, he kind of broke down and cried a little bit in the store. And uh, it kind of got emotional for all of us. And he just basically said, Hey, you know, this is unreal. No one outside of my family's ever helped me before. Um, and you know, we just kind of, I just kind of said, look, man, you, you know, everyone needs a little hand. Everyone needs help. I got a ton of help when I was a kid, I left home at 14 to go to prep school and, and, you know, live on my own. And, and, uh, I got a lot of help from a lot of people. And it's just one of those things where we, uh, we connected and Mike and I have been talking. I've set him up with some other, um, uh, real estate people in town. So we, we probably talk once a week. Mm, nice. But, yeah, it was great. And you know, the, be honest with you, Nick, um, this all happened in October and I texted my children, um, with a picture of Mike and I, and just kind of said some things that I said on LinkedIn, just about, you know, someone needs to care about someone, have their back and kind of give a, you know, give a, what a, a swear word other than <laughs> themselves, you know, and you know, he, 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 I was looking through my phone in December and, and with all the negativity that's going on in the world and everything yeah. that's happening. I just remembered how good I felt with that picture and, and him and I and my friendship with Mike now. And so I just posted, I actually, first time ever I posted anything on LinkedIn myself, I, you know, shared or liked things, but I just kind of, I said, you know what, I'm just going to throw this out to the universe and see what happens. I was just so impressed with, with Mike and, and, and how it made me feel and, and how he, you know, how it made him feel. I just put on LinkedIn and it blew up like, and nothing I've ever seen. Um, uh, my, after the first, I think the first day there was over 900,000 views cool. and, and by now, right now, I think my daughter said there's 19 million views on the wow. LinkedIn post. Wow. Yeah, it, it has been, uh, it's been kind of overwhelming, you know, um, people like you who are, you're interested in getting the story out. Um, I have been yeah. contacted by some people, um, uh, done a couple interviews, um, and uh, interestingly enough, the Kelly Clarkson show producer emailed me Ooh. and wanted to, yeah, wanted to get some information. And I basically emailed the guy back and just said, you know, I think this is um, Mike's story to tell. Um, mm -hmm. I'd be more than willing to help uh, or to be all, but I think this is really Mike's story to tell. And so I think the producer is working with Mike um, um, for something. I don't know, um, but, you know. It's been uh, it's been a, an interesting time. It's been actually really emotional for my family and um, the response to the the post. I think there's been almost fifty thousand comments on the post, and these people have been just overwhelmingly um, supportive and 
have, you know, I think Mike has connected with over a thousand people now on LinkedIn. He only, his LinkedIn profile was just a Gannon profile. And then once I mm -hmm. talked to him, he updated his profile and he's been getting contacted by some really high end people throughout the country and throughout the world. I mean, he's getting emails. I'm getting emails from people in France and Spain and all over the place. It's been, it's been amazing. I can tell you that. Wow. This is just the story we are looking for on this show. So I got to ask you real quick. What you mentioned, like this story was really on your heart. It was really like you slept on the idea. You talked with your wife about it. What gave you the ultimate push to finally say, you know what? I'm doing this. I'm no going back all in. You know what? I, I think it's just the way I was raised. My, um, my mom, um, uh, has always been that way. You know, um, uh, I've always been that way. My wife and I, Andrea, we've, uh, for Christmas, we, we always try to buy one present for our kids. And then we always try to, um, do something for someone else. So we would connect with churches and, and help, uh, local families and do, and shop for Christmas. So we've been pretty active with that. Um, but I think this was just a lot more personal because you could really tell that this, this kid has really worked hard and just needed a break and just needed someone to have his back. And it was just one of those things you, you know, it's on your mind. And, and uh, instead of just kind of let it float by, it, it was one of those things I just needed my wife and I, we just needed to try to make an impact. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you've mentioned you followed up with this real estate agent. You've kept in contact and everything. Oh, Absolutely. We, um, um, uh, I probably talk to him once a week, if not more. Um, I've taken him out to lunch. Um, I've actually, uh, went out to lunch with another gentleman in town who, um, is a professional that's, that's working on developing the East side, uh, in Erie, Pennsylvania. And, uh, um, they're looking for you know, real estate agents to work with, um, in that area. Um, and, and Mike was a perfect person. And so, um, Mike is now working with that group. Um, we just, uh, I, we did a, uh, interesting, we, we both got interviewed by the AARP magazine over the mm. holidays and they just released the article on Sunday. And, uh, it was, it was interesting. Mike actually, um, I didn't realize this, but, uh, the day after he got his suits, he went on a, um, a listing to try to get it and he got it. He got the yeah. list. So it was, it was, a, I didn't know that I read that in the article, it was a great, you know, really made me feel good about him and, uh, and that he's going after it. And, and uh, um, he's, uh, um, he's not, you know, he, he's willing to take a hand up. This was a hand out. This was a hand up. Mm -hmm. you know, he didn't, he didn't need me to push him to be a better person or to work harder. That kid already had it in him. It was just, you know, sometimes people just need an extra little bump to kind of get them where they need to go. And I think yeah. maybe, you know, just having someone care about them and, and actually, you know, talk to them and, and not, you know, um, and not just buy them, you know, mm -hmm. stop and, and actually try to help. Mm -hmm. And he really did seem from your story, he seemed like he was truly grateful. Like you mentioned, he seemed like he was really, you know, this is the first time someone outside my family has actually done something like this. It always it always feels good when you have someone do something, whether it's a little thing like the guy in front of you at the drive through pays for your coffee in the mm -hmm. morning or it's something major like i remember i was in dc once with uh with a girlfriend and she was she had a handicap she couldn't make it up the stairs because she used walkers and she was in a wheelchair at that time and mm -hmm. this you know we were really looking just to get some ice cream for a time being and then this gentleman saw us and was you know i'm just like maybe i'll see if there's anywhere else around he said no no stay right here 
he told his son, you wait with her, you come with me. <laughs> and he went inside, he got the, I took my girlfriend's order. He went inside and then he takes out money and pays. I'm like, no, no, please, no. He's like, no, I am doing this. This is what's I, it just, it's those feel good moments, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, it's, it's, it's humbling. You know, it, it's not that, uh, you know, people who do things for other people, it, it, it's not for my benefit or that guy's benefit that helped you. It, you know, it was like you see a need and, and you help. It, it's our mm-hmm. society sometimes just seems to wear blinders and, and, and try not to get involved because they have two other, too many other things on their plate. And, you know, you see people and it's like, it, it, it's time to, to step back and, and look to help people and not to walk past people. Yes. Yes, most definitely. You reminded me of just another story that just popped in my head. Um, I remember back in the day, I have a certain talent, a little crane, you know, the crane machine mm-hmm. at the at the arcades and everything. And I was at the movie theater and it was back when the movie Despicable Me came out. So those yeah. little minions, those little characters, I won one out of the crane machine. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. I know a friend who loves this movie. I'm going to win one for them. So I win another one. And this guy comes up to me. And he's like, hey, I, 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 you know, are you going to sell that one? Because I really want one of those, you know, da, 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 da. And I'm thinking at the time, I'm like, no way, man. This is going to my girlfriend and I'm keeping this one. <laughs> but then I'm like, you know what? If I, if I win you one, would you pay me back? Yeah, sure. No problem. In between the time. So I went, I went to the ATM to make sure I have enough money. Yeah. And in between the time, a family of three, take a, it was two parents and a little boy. They come to... They take up the machine and they're taking their day sweet time, trying to win one, trying to win one. I'm over here kind of like tapping my foot, like, come on, let's go, you know, <laughs> and they're, they didn't win one. So I'm like, oh, that, you know, I felt kind of bad. I'm like, that's bad. But so I win a third one. The guy is nowhere to be found. So I'm like, you know what? You snooze, you lose. I walk over. The little boy was sitting around the corner. I walk over to him and say, hey, guys, I know you were trying to win one. So here you oh. go. And the mm-hmm. family's face lit up. They act as if though, like this is when you give someone like a thousand dollars on the street or something. Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Thank you. It's his birthday today." Aww. So that's awesome. Know, and you mentioned it earlier. This, this world needs more of that positivity story. You know, I say it all the time. I did this campaign in November of you know, of a month of positivity because I was getting, I'll, get, I'll be honest with you, I was getting sick of all the election stuff. I was getting mm-hmm. sick of all, you know, I, I work for a news station and, you know, you just, the amount of negativity that's out there today with the, you know, with like the coronavirus, which no one's mm-hmm. a fan of, or just stuff. How do you think we can spread more positivity in this world? Is my question to you. Well, I, th- I think it's like people like you who are um, willing to come on, you know, to ask people to talk about their story. Um, you know, I wasn't <laughs> looking for any of this. I was just trying to help Mike out. And I just thought maybe mm-hmm. if I could inspire someone on LinkedIn to help someone else out, I, you know, that was the, the ultimate, you know, reason why I did it. I think that um, if people can, can realize that things that we're doing affect people every single day, whether it's positive or negative, and I, and people need to understand that you know, their actions can speak louder than the words. A lot of people can talk the game, mm-hmm. but you know, when you really come down to it, if, if you really want to get involved or you really want to help someone, then do it. Don't wait. You know, um, that to me is, is what I try to teach my kids all the time. Um, you know, we, over Christmas this year, for one of the projects that we did, we made these things called blessing bags for the homeless. 
And they're just, we just went shopping and we got these, you know, gallon Ziploc bags and we put the number one, I guess the number one requested item in a homeless shelter is socks. So we put socks, we put, um, you know, some granola bars, we put um, a couple masks, we put some um, hand sanitizer and some food. And then I had each of the kids write a little note in a card and we put $5 in the bag and each kid, each my one of my kids have three or four bags that they keep in their car. And if they see a homeless person, they can get it, you know, they, they can give it to them and make an impact. And, you know, $5 to me or to you probably seeing me that that isn't going to make my day, but someone mm-hmm. who is struggling, who's homeless or someone who just needs a break or is hungry, five bucks can go a long way. And the, the food and everything else are, those are things that, that really show them that, Hey, we're, I'm just not giving you money to give you money. I'm giving you something hopefully that will help you. And I know it's not going to solve the world's problems, but at least if I can give this to someone and it puts a smile on their face and it also puts a smile on my face, you know, helping someone to me, it, 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 I guess as a parent, you know, you always want to try to give the life lessons to your, to your children and hopefully they they follow. And, um, I think that, um, if more people can do that, the the impact can be immeasurable out there. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You are, you hit the nail on the head. Just, you don't know, like you said, you know, there's a, a $5 to you and me is just street change, you know, mm-hmm. it's changed because we needed to buy something at McDonald's and we only had a $10 bill on us. So we get $5 back and change, you yeah. know, it just goes right in our wallet and we don't think about it the entire day. We give that $5 to a man on the street who looks like they haven't eaten in three, haven't eaten in at least three weeks. That $5 to them is an answer from above. Mm-hmm. That is, you know, and you know, one thing that's really on my mind right now that is really inspiring about your story is the fact that you made a buddy through this. You know, mm-hmm. I asked if you followed up with this man. I asked if you, you know, did something like, it's not just the story of, oh, you see this man, you do this one kind of thing, and then you just move on with life. This is mm-hmm. a story of, hey, I'm doing something and I'm making sure this kid gets what he needs, you know? So... One question that I always ask my buddies, I don't call them guests, I call them buddies, hence the name BuddyCast, <laughs> is, um, is what, in your own words, what does it mean to be someone's buddy? You know what, I think it, it to me, it, it, it's, um, it means a lot for someone to know that they have a friend they can reach out to, that maybe not judge them, that they can vent to, that they can ask questions, that they can network through you. You know, the, mm-hmm. the, that, you know those are, you know, you can, you're, you know, you call it a buddy and in my world, I would call it a mentor, but it's the same thing. It, it's, it's being involved with someone other than just for your own needs that you wanted to help someone and then you walk away. Now this is being involved with someone as a mentor, as a buddy is really kind of allowing yourself to um, get to know that person and, and not judge them and, and understand their, their struggles and understand what they're going through. And it's not that you're always trying to help, but sometimes people just need to tell their story and that's all the help they need sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. everyone's got a story. That's one thing I learned yeah. when I was in the ministry, everyone's got a story. And if you allow them to show them, you're going to see the impact, mm-hmm. especially when there's always that chance that you always get the me too reaction. Like, wait a minute, you're going through that too. Yeah. Are you doing that too? You never know when that me too is going to happen. Absolutely. And you touched on this part too. I always ask my buddies this too. You touched on this earlier with some charity work that you do. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask you if you could have our audience today donate to one charity of your choice, what would it be and why? Oh gosh. Um, 
you know what? I'm I'm such a I'm such an animal guy. I'm an animal lover. You know, in in you know, uh, my wife has done some um, stuff at the Anna Shelter, and, and we have some friends that own the Anna Shelter. The animal uh, to me that is is huge. I, I think that um, I struggle sometimes when it comes to donating to large corporations or large things because you never know the where that's going. Yeah. Um, so I like to me the 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 one on one or the smaller mom and pop type of type of places. I think for myself, in my opinion, I can make a bigger impact with that and with them than I can donating to the American Cancer Society, which is a great organization. Uh, it, it, they've done wonders, but for me, I, I like knowing it, it, the impact and if I can see it or I can uh, if I can um, you know help a facility that's taking care of you know animals or you go down to the homeless shelter and you work with them. And, and those are things that you can see the impact. And that, that's what I love about, um, you know, working with charities and working with people like that. Yes. And actually, I love that you brought up animals because I'm um, doing a little promotion here. This um, we do what we call buddy aid. We kind of built off of like live aid. We're mm -hmm. doing what we call buddy aid. We do it once a month. Um, last month we did souls for souls. Uh, the month before we helped the buddy who was in a tragic accident. And then the first month we did it in October, Dwarfism Awareness Month, we did it for the LPA. Nice. And we've raised 700, 800, we've raised over $1,000 for, not for each individual wow. charity, but in general. And this month we're doing it for a local organization known as Happy Park. Okay. It's an organization my sister's involved in, and um, it's like a fostering program. So, it's like it's like the inner shelter, except there's no shelter involved. Like they send them all to foster parents, so the dogs actually have a nice life beforehand. And then while they're screening out the applicants for the dog, oh, that's so, awesome! That's yeah. very cool. Yeah. So if you're not doing anything Friday night, <laughs> yeah, come enjoy a nice magic show and you know give what you can. So. That would be great, man. You're gonna have to have your mom talk to my wife. <laughs> yeah, I'll let her know the details. I'll let them know the details. I'm sure there they'll. Yeah, I would love to be involved. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So one more question, or two more questions, I have for you. The first is, if for people who want to find out more about this story, who want to find mm -hmm. out more, where can they go? Where can where would you send them? Well, they um they can go to LinkedIn and they can they can they can connect with me. Um, my you know my that, that's the, that's how you connect with me. You can look at the story on LinkedIn. Um, you can go to Mike Mike's page, uh, Mike Phillips's page on LinkedIn, and connect with him there, um, and uh, and read the story. Um, and then you know if, if people can't get in there and they can't find it and they want to contact you, I think you have the story and you can kind of connect it with them there. You know, yeah. for me, the, the story is 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 probably the the least important, I think the, the important message is, is that, you know, every day we go through things and, and we have a lot of things on our plate and sometimes we just need to stop and take a pause and maybe look around to see if there's other people out there that need help and, and not, not put the blinders on and walk by them, but, but actually take the time to help because you never know the impact you're going to have on someone. And, you know, a lot of people have helped me and, and I, I can, I can name probably 10 to 15 people that um, that have literally stuck their neck out for me and have helped me get to where I'm at from the time I was 14 to now I'm 53. I still have people that help me. And, and I think that's the, 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 you know, the goal is that never, 
never, you know, don't never not accept help. If someone wants to help or, or someone is involved and someone wants to connect with you, connect with them because your impact may, may be huge on them or their impact may be huge on you. And, and it doesn't matter their lifestyle. It doesn't matter where they are in life. The, the, you know, people seem to kind of gravitate towards what they are interested in. And you kind of, it's almost like having a Facebook account for only things you're interested in. You don't see anything different. You're never going to grow, you know, as a person, mm -hmm. if, if you don't see other things and other opportunities and see people who have challenges and see people who have um, things going on in their life that maybe you connect to, and maybe you don't, but you see someone that, that needs help, help them. Honestly, sir, today, I think you should do some motivational speaking. Like I think, <laughs> I think you should do a little bit in your future, you know? <laughs> I appreciate now, that, Nick. Yes. Now, I'm going to ask you what is called the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. You've touched on this a lot throughout the entire episode. So maybe if you could like summarize it or bring it all into action. What's your advice for the world today? Like, What's your advice for anyone who has it on their heart to do more of these pay it forward movements? You know, I, I think it's, it's just, like I've said before, I think it's just people need to... Um, need to understand that that what what's going on in the world is, is is there's a lot of negativity but you can make a positive impact on one person we see things on the news all the time and it's national stuff it's really yeah it affects us but it doesn't affect us personally at that minute but if you make an impact on someone that you see or someone who needs help or someone asks you know that right there is such a a, a thing that can really kind of snowball into something huge because you're doing it. And if you continue to do it, you start to do it on a daily basis. You don't look for it, but you you you, you become aware and you, you never walk by. I mean, my kids make fun of me because wherever we are, if there's a homeless person or someone's there with a cup out, I always put money in there. And they, you know, my kids, when they were younger, they always asked me what I was doing. And, and I always tell them, hey, a dollar to me doesn't mean anything, but a dollar to them could be you know, a, a meal. And now my kids are starting to do it. So I start to see that, that the impact that I'm having and, the, and the, the, the constant repetition of, hey, this is a good thing to help people. Um, it's, starting to, it, it, it's starting to take hold of my kids, which that's, I can only ask for that. And then I just try to, you know, I try to talk to my friends about things and try to help, you know, what, where are they getting involved? But I think the, the, the biggest thing out of this is that um, people just need to, to know that if they're hurting, you know, people, there are people out there that were willing to help and, and hopefully they find them. And I, hopefully the people that want to help find the people that need help. I'm telling you, sir, I see motivational speaking in your future. <laughs> I see it. You should, but that was beautiful. You hit the nail on the head. You never know who you're going to inspire, even the future generations, even people down the road, like what you said with your kids being, you know, at first laughing because they didn't understand to now where mm -hmm. they can't help it. But every time they walk by someone who, mm -hmm. That's something now. Just take out some pocket change. Here you are, sir. You know? Exactly. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so, so much for dropping by and being a buddy here on BuddyCast. It was an honor to hear your story today, and I hope it reaches someone and just touches their heart to do what you're doing. So, You got it, Nick. Thank you so much thank for having you. me on, man. Yes. Thank you. You're always welcome. If you ever have any more stories or if you ever know anyone who has any stories, by all means, you're more than welcome on the show anytime. So absolutely, absolutely. Yes. Say it to your family for me. Will do. For all my buddies out there, stick around for a minute, by the way, afterwards. You got it. So for all my buddies out there, this is my buddy Scott Johnson. Hear his story on LinkedIn and here on BuddyCast. We'll catch you next time. And Scott, 
do me one favor today. Go be someone's buddy. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Right. We'll catch you all next time here on Buddy Cast. Well, the days are going fast, buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last, buddy, buddy, before they've all gone past, buddy, buddy, tune in to Buddy Cast. Don't feel like it, make it, buddy, here on Buddy Cast.